glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Spring is in full bloom, which means there is a lot going on right now around the sporting world. There are fights broken out. NHL playoffs are on the horizon. Records are being broken in basketball. There's baseball being played at a not particularly high level and football drafts to recap. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Put Me In Coach podcast. Bobby Blanco here, joined by Tom Natale and Ian Foster, your threesome today uh, for this evening. And um, there is... Like I said, a lot going on right now. I mean, this is always an odd time of year, an exciting time of year. Not odd, I shouldn't say odd. But just, you know, there, we're seeing two professional sports seasons come to a close and their postseasons begin while baseball starts and is, excuse the pun, but in full swing. And, you know, we just had the draft two weeks ago. So got a lot to recap on the football front, not to mention the schedule being released in a couple of days. So, Tom, a lot going on right now and a lot to talk about. Yeah, and I think for the second pod in a row, um, we're going to start off on the rink because I wrote in the rundown the people versus Tom Wilson. <laughs> and l- let me just start off and say, if I were a fan of any other team, I would hate Tom Wilson too. I yeah. get yes. it. I, 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 I totally get it. I am not making an excuse for his reputation, which is debatable or what have you. But I understand if you are a Penguins fan or Rangers fan, Flyers, what have you, I'd hate him too. Um, and actually, I wrote down in the rundown, Porter, the floor is yours. Porter can't, is not joining Porter, us. Take it away. Porter, take it away. <laughs> All you, buddy. So if we can kind of provide a little bit more context as to what exactly happened, because, I mean, maybe not everyone – is up to date on the, the Tom Wilson related drama, but um, you know, this is not the first time something like this has happened. However, I've never seen it handled a way that the opposing team did. And uh, the Rangers are uh, very cool. Um, But if we could, Bobby or Ian, if you could provide just a little bit more backstory as to what exactly happened and the result of it and, and so on and so forth. I mean, it's, uh, when was this? May 3rd, so a week ago? Yep. Almost exactly exactly a week ago from tonight. This is yep. Monday, May 10th, we're recording. A week ago tonight, Madison Square Garden up in New York, uh, Tom Wilson. Just, it's just like a normal hockey fight, right? Just a normal brawl. I'm actually going to watch it live, right? Not live, but like rewatch it right now as we kind of talk about it. And so. It was a scrum. It was a scrum. I mean, to be the fair. Punch was- the punch? No, he shouldn't have. So, but. Just to set the, the punch stage, is the only thing that should not have happened. Paul, Pavel Buchnevich, I probably butchered that, but Buchnevich, uh, you know, he's messing with our goalie. He's in the crease. He's he's uh, you know right in his face, and he falls to the ice. And Tom Wilson jumps on top of him and punches him. I mean, yeah, should he have done that? Absolutely not. But that happens all the time in hockey, and it's not like he hit him right in the top of the head or in the side. Of the, he hit him in the shoulder. 
from what it looks like, and then and then and then grabbed them, and then grabbed them, and then rightfully all the Rangers players gets upset, and they go after Wilson, and then all the Caps go to defend Wilson, and then now Wilson's beating the shit out of um, uh, Panarin, Panera over here, great soup and salads. So it's he just jumped a- on top of his back and then lost the fight. Then they got mad at us. That's, for- that's my thing. That's my thing. If if you jump on a bull. If, if you go bull riding and then the, the bull tosses you and you get hurt, do you blame the bull? No, that's your fault. You got on top of the fucking bull. He's 6'4", 240. What do you think's going to happen? And everybody <laughs> keeps on talking about, or the Rangers keep on talking about, it's like, oh, his helmet was off. And then he sent him to the ground. It's like, well, he jumped on Wilson's back. Yeah, okay. He's jumping Wilson- on his back right now and Wilson's turning around. So now they're face to face. He's not even on his back. Wilson's punching him. He punched the helmet off. And then they both fell to the ground. <laughs> it's not like Wilson standing above him. They both fall to the ground. Yes, Panarin takes the majority of the of the hit to the ice, but Wilson comes down. Of course down. he will. Yeah, because yeah. Wilson's the one delivering the blow, but Wilson also go they're on skates. They slip and fall. So it's not like we're seeing like, you know, Mike Tyson standing over him and after he knocking him out onto the ice without a helmet. He hit the helmet off and then he fell and they both fell. As far as hockey scrums go, that is very that's average. That's par. That's an average scrum. That's par for the course. The only reason that's an issue is because it's Tom Wilson. Yes. And I'm t- if he didn't do that one little punch, which he should not have done, he should not have done, there would be no issue. Yeah. Well, with Wilson, there would be an issue. But it, it just keeps on going on and on and on. He should be banned for life. How? I mean, listen to this. Listen to, so I'm watching this or replay on YouTube on the Sportsnet YouTube channel. And that's the Canadian, of course, they're Canadian, so listen to how they phrase it. But that's the Canadian Sports Network. Um, and this is how they phrased it Tom Wilson ragdolls Artemi Panarin after cross checking Paul uh, Buchnevich. And then the description is I mean, they just make Tom Wilson look out like he was out to murder somebody. Tom Wilson cross checked a defenseless Pavel Buchnevich. Which, okay, he was defenseless, but it was not like he just came out of nowhere and cross-checked him. He was defending his goalie in the back of the head, shoulder, before slamming a helmetless Panarin to the ice. He knocked the helmet off uh, and punching him in the face. It's a fight. That's what happens in a fight. I'm sorry you got punched in the face in a fight. (laughs) Wilson then promotes in a sport that promotes it. Wilson then flexed in the penalty box afterwards before being sent off the ice. It's like they could not make him more look like the devil in that description than what actually happened. <laughs> who's, who's watching that? I mean, I get that, you know, I mean, this is a, a Canadian uh, network, so they're more so just writing that for clicks than anything else. But I mean, come on, that is not what happened. That's not what happened at all. The, every single player on a hockey team is going to go to defend their goalie. Every single one. Yeah. He, and he even kicked fucking, uh, and he even kicked the goalie with a skate, but nobody's talking about that. Yeah, I actually just saw that replay. I think this is a reputation where he, where he, where he kicked him. Yeah, because they're showing like the behind the net replay, and so here's the here's the shot. It gets deflected. Second shot, third shot, and then there he kicks him. Mm-hmm. That's probably why Tom but, punched him. That's a hundred percent why Tom punched him. He he not, not only does he kick him, he's already on the ice, so he's eye level with the goalie and slamming a skate in, near his face. I know, well, he's protect- I know he's protected, but still. 
No, yeah. The other thing no one's talking about is the Rangers, if anyone who watched that game, they were egging Tom Wilson on the entire game. They wanted him to do something like this. I know every team does that because it's Tom Wilson, but again, I'm not defending him punching the guy because Mm -hmm. he he should not have done that. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. They knew what they were getting themselves into. They wanted him to do this. They were egging him on. They were cross-checking. They were doing not dirty hits, but you know, not normal hits on him all night long. And and then he just he finally cracked, which I I can't blame him. I don't think I would have handled the way he did. But you know, when you get attacked by a whole team over the course of this is halfway through the second period, so I mean, just taking twenty minutes plus of that already. I mean, any any guy would have lost his mind and start swinging. Mm-hmm. But that's just his reputation. You know, teams are going to do that to him. He needs to be smarter. He's going to get that every game, and and he and he should be used to that. He should be smarter, but, correct? But, but I mean, when somebody, but that's, but but that's I don't really care about that. Like you know what? It is what it is. Somebody agitates Wilson. He should figure that shit out throughout the entire time. Mm-hmm. But the second somebody, he was the the second guy to jump on Wilson's back. The second guy that's to jump on his back, and he handled it. He handled it accordingly. How is that his fault for winning? Yeah. And 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 a helmetless I, I, Panarin and punching him in the face. Panarin's helmetless yeah. because he jumped on his back and then Tom Wilson turned it's not like Tom Wilson then flipped him over his back and started beating the shit out of him. Tom Wilson turned around, faced him like a man, and then punched his helmet off, and then they went down to the ice. I, I but the the thing is now, like we can't even have a conversation. Like us Caps fans can have a conversation and be like, this is, you know, BS and, and all of the above. But there's so much acrimony towards him um, and based off of this reputation that regardless of what other fan you are of, of any other team, I mean, it's just he is he's guilty until proven otherwise. And, Even then, and, he's still guilty. Yeah. And I know the reputations are could not be more further away on the spectrum in terms of this, but no one wants to talk about Crosby beating the shit out of that Flyers guy the next night. Slamming him into the board and then slamming his head into the ice multiple times. And see, God damn it. That shit, that shit's so dirty. If you take he, the names... He did, that, he, did that, he did that to Subban too. PK if, Subban. If you take the names off those jerseys and you look at those objectively, what Crosby did is 10 times worse every single time. But because it's Tom Wilson, because it's the Rangers and New York media putting a spotlight on it. That's why it blew up and everyone's aiming for him. And just, I mean, the entire NHL fan base hates Wilson. Yeah. They do. I also feel like him being breathtakingly handsome just makes it even worse. I think it makes it so much worse. Also thinking that he's actually good makes it worse. He scored in that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, here's, I, there's three things that make it worse. He's definitely handsome. He's good. And he's great at fighting. And he so wins. Like, he wins the fight. He wins. <laughs> Pat McAfee had a great segment on it. He's like, and then all these people were like, all right, let's let the NH, let's let the, the players f- figure it out. But then everybody just catches fists. It's like, Wilson's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> people always bring up like a, the Wayne Simmons fight, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But Wilson was 20 years old when yeah. he lost that fight. And it wasn't even a huge loss. Yeah. Well, I, I thought um, Bill and I were talking about this at our softball game last week, and he's like, there's not another, there's not a single other player in the NHL like him because he's not a, just a goon. He's not just Ryan Reeves mm-hmm. for the Golden Knights. Ooh, and don't get me started on him. But he's, he's, like you said, he's good 
and he's a really and he's maybe the best fighter in the league. Like he's the only one that's good at both. Yes. And that's what makes him so unique. And and then the next day, the New York Rangers organization decides to go on the offensive. Yeah, Ian, I know you're watching the Wizards game. <laughs> Thank you. The New York Rangers go on the offensive and publicly issue a statement that they put on their Twitter handle. Is that right, Bob? Yeah, they, yeah. I Calling for the resignation of the one of the NHL's player safety, like whoever's in charge of that. Is that correct? Yeah, well, just before that, I mean, the only punishment that came out of this was <laughs> the maximum... $5,000 fine allowed under the CBA for Wilson, and that's it. No suspension, that's it. And I think that's the right call. And obviously the NHL thought so too. So yeah, so then the president of hockey operations or their GM, one or the other, whoever it was, came out with this statement. They put out that they called for the resignation. They think Tom Wilson should be banned from hockey, that this guy that is the head of the Department of Player Safety at the NHL should lose his job or resign. And then everyone that's like the George of the jungle. meme. everyone, this is the part where we now laugh our heads off. Ready? Ready. (laughs) (laughs) It's like who approved that message. That's the dumbest thing you could put out. Who said, yeah, hit send. Yeah. Let's send this. Now that makes no sense to me. So, and then the next day they lost their jobs. (laughs) I, I should not make so they, light not of only they, people losing statement, their jobs. They but, lost their jobs, and then they got fined. Yeah. The Rangers got yes. fined. <laughs> and, then, and then one of the players got uh, suspended again for for high-sticking. Well, they, yeah. they accused Tom Wilson of a horrific act of violence, correct? Yes. And then what happened the next game? What did they start? Six a line, a line, A line brawl. A line brawl. Well, no one would mess with Chara. But yeah, he, he even skating. skated over. I yeah. was like, are we doing this? <laughs> anyone? No, no one. No. <laughs> and after the sixth fight, he went to the bench and he said, he, he, what do you say? He goes, you guys want to continue this or is anybody going to come at me? Yeah. And then there was nothing. 43 <laughs> year old Jaro. You know who would have fought him? Tom Wilson would have fought him. <laughs> Correct. But now they're best oh, friends. I, whoever's listening, we are not advocating for what Tom Wilson did when he punched. No. Just need to say that. No, no, no. Yes. That's, that, he was absolutely wrong to do that. and he's 100% in the wrong on that. He should have gotten fine. He should have gotten the penalties. He took the 10-minute major. Mm-hmm. But then he came back and scored a, a goal, so suck it. Yeah, but he, I mean, him, I, him ragdolling Panarin, I, 10 times out of 10, that should have happened. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. If you jump on somebody's back, Assume the worst is going to happen to you. Yeah, you better come ready to fight. Correct. You better come correct. I mean, in in the in the ultimate tough man sport, like the most manly of manly sport, like hockey, mm-hmm. they lost the fight and cried wolf. Yes. And, and then hockey. they came back <laughs> and lost almost every single fight. Also, also in hockey. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, can we talk about Panarin? Uh, ragdolling him. Panarin is listed like Tom, uh, Tom Wilson, like Ian mentioned, he's listed as 6'4, 220. Panarin is listed as 5'11, 170. 
Well, what do you think's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? That's 100% your fault. Why are you going after someone who's almost twice your size? It's like, I get that you're trying to stick up for your teammate, but guess what? You can't blame the guy that you just (laughs) attacked for fucking you up. He's got almost a half foot and 50 pounds on you, dude. What are you doing? (laughs) I get that you want to defend your teammate, but you cannot be surprised when you get thrown to the ground. Tom wasn't going to ragdoll you 10 times out of 10. 10 times out of 1. It's, yeah. I, so, it was just, I, I, I love the fact that. And, and then the next game was just a nightmare, dude. That was, um, that was a lot. That was. But then we won that game, too. <laughs> yep. We, we oh, one of those Rangers, one of those pieces of shit, tried fighting TJ Oshie the game after his dad died. Like I like I, every all everything to do with the Rangers, their fans. After I mean, Twitter was just at war. Well, I like how we were we were the bad guys for what forty eight hours because they didn't play on Tuesday. It was Monday and Wednesday, so Monday night all day Tuesday. Everyone's talking about Caps fans and how how like that's what I sat in our group chat. I was like, Caps fans are getting shit on for defending Tom Wilson, but like one, of course, we're going to defend him. Two, we still think he's in the wrong for what he did. But mm-hmm. three, you're the Rangers aren't in the right either. What the hell? And then, well, they 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 said we were. It was an act of violence, and then they created a horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Did you see that? Did you see that? That? Is, that is really embarrassing. That is embarrassing for that organization. Oh, it like, is. I, and Rangers fans are doubling down with them. Like, yeah, no, I don't blame them. Okay. Well, I just love how we were the laughing stock for 24 hours, and then they put out that statement, and everyone was like, "Whoa, come on, guys, <laughs> relax." Um, but anyways, uh, it just became official uh, that the Capitals will face the Boston Bruins in the first round of the playoffs. We will oh, be, boy. we will have home ice for finishing second in the division. Um, so what it'll seed be, are we, Bob? We will be the two seed in the East. The Penguins won the division. Um, because we could not. What did we do this past weekend? Because we could not beat somebody. So uh, we went to. Overtime. Oh, we went to overtime against the Flyers. Yeah, still won. So that's oh, we we have a series with Brad Marchand Marchand again. Yep. Oh. <laughs> well, we actually haven't seen the Bruins in a while, though, right? Mm-mm. I I I wanted I wanted to play the Islanders. I did too. They can't score right now for whatever reason. And I mean Boston. I mean, you we used to have Boston's number, but Boston actually plays pretty tough this year. Yep. So maybe they were sick of us bullying around. Anyways, we play them tomorrow night finale. That's going to mean nothing. That's almost a good thing because we're so banged up right now. I know Peter Laviolette said today that he's not going to intentionally sit anybody out. Um, i.e. Ovi. He said if Ovi wants to play, he'll play. But right now, tomorrow night's season regular season finale does not mean anything. So I would not be surprised if Ovi doesn't play, Oshi doesn't play, Carlson seems like he's ready to go, and Backstrom too. But um, I, I would not be surprised. Why, why risk it? Make sure Ovi's one hundred percent or as close to it for the playoffs. No, sit him, sit him. There's no point. Um, so yeah, so it'll be the Boston Bruins, and then the Penguins will host the Islanders in their in their first round matchup, and then. We will face the winner of that. So we have the two seed. So if the Islanders pull off the upset and we get past Boston, we'll have the home ice advantage in the second round against Trotsy. Otherwise, we're going to Pittsburgh if they win, and we do win too. Got it. 
Got it. All right. Well, let's move on to their roommate as the mm-hmm. Washington Wizards. We're actually watching the game all at different times right now. Um, the Wizards are arguably the hottest team in the NBA right now. And Russell Westbrook just broke what was once considered probably an unbreakable record. Yeah. Um, and just broke Russell Westbrook's triple-double record. Um, Oscar Robinson. Wow. Yep. Broke Oscar's record of how many triple-doubles now? Is that it's now 181 was the record. Now it's 182. Yeah, 20, yeah. 182. And he's going to soar past that. Oh, he's going to get like 250. I was going to say the over-under has got to be 250. I mean. I'm sorry. Russell Westbrook no, no. is. And, Russell is 32 um, years old. Team, he's got a. I mean, if he stays healthy like he has been his entire career, he's got at least 10 years of basketball left. Sure. Is that not correct? Uh, How old is he? 32. 30, 32. There's no way he has 10 years left. With how he plays. And that, okay, so get what? Give him six. Yeah. Between, six at a at a at a high top. level. Yeah. I mean that's. I mean, shit. He's got thir- So he's got thirty. He got fourteen in April. He got fourteen in April. In April alone, like, he's got thirty-eight. I think on this season or thirty-six. They just showed on the broadcast. And with with three games left to play after tonight, yeah. so he could get up to forty. So if you're if you you're getting around forty triple doubles a year over the next six years, that's two hundred and forty more triple doubles. <laughs> That means he's going to be over. That's going to be well over three hundred. What his uh, the odds were for him tonight to get a triple double, like plus minus astronomical. All right, it was minus. I'll t- I'll give you that. What do you think the number was? Five hundred. Minus five hundred. Wait, it was minus. Minus. Yeah, so that means he was favored, right? He was favored to get a triple double. Tom, what do you think it was? Minus 250. Bobby, you're sticking with five? Yeah, I, it's got to be huge, right? Like, there was just no. It was, minus, it was minus 410. I've never in my life seen anything like that. And we will never see that. Minus 410 for someone to get a triple double. Yeah. I mean, he was going to get it tonight. Oh, he's definitely going to get it tonight. Oh, why did you? Bradley. I'm at 18 Damn. seconds. Damn it. Yeah. Minus 410. Like, never a normal player to get a triple double. That's got to be like what? Plus 1500, 2000, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, but no, nobody's ever, if you're favored, you're maybe favored by like 110. 110. 150. Uh, I just saw it. Um, yeah, I've seen it yet. but I just um, got the other, but I haven't looked at it. Yeah, but no, Russ got screwed over on that last the second to last possession, completely screwed over. Um, referees really don't like us, they really don't. Um, so Russ, Russ breaks a record, it, it took essentially 45 games, but this team is good. I mean, this is this is better than what I expected. This they have been so much fun to watch they they really have and and i know everyone is crediting 
Daniel Gafford for being that X factor and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, that, that's what the team needed. They needed a defensive energetic force that can protect the rim and rebound. And that's what he's done. And that's allowing um, for that chemistry between Brad and Russ to continue to grow. And I mean, just what we're witnessing, I mean, we just witnessed history in a wizard's uniform. I mean, 182 career triple doubles is incredible. Meanwhile, Bradley Beal is going for the scoring record. Oh, I just saw. Yeah, that was brutal. That was a tough loss. And we should have gone gone to the rim, but get sorry. No, you're fine. We just went shot for shot with a really good Atlanta Hawks team without Bradley Beal. Like this team is how we are currently playing. And have been doing so for almost six weeks now. That right, Ian? Does that sound about right? Good again. About six weeks worth of playing this well. I mean, we are our record it's, is not indicative of how well we're playing. And no, you know, if no. I am, if I am the Philadelphia 76ers, our Brooklyn Nets, our our Milwaukee Bucks, I, I would not want to play us. I mean, out of the the bottom four teams in the playoff seating, as it were, as it is today. The Celtics, seven, Hornets, eight, nine, Wizards, ten, Pacers. I mean, we're definitely better than the Hornets and Pacers, in my opinion. And then the Celtics, I mean, while they're, I mean, the large advantage is coaching. Um, But, I mean, this team has really started to figure it out. Um, They've won seven out of their last ten. And and really, everyone's kind of getting into that role. And and it's, again, it's truly been enjoyable to watch. This is what we were hoping for. And. So I guess with all of that said, you know, it, I, I will admit, it, at least from my, uh, my own volition, it was hard for me to really appropriately gauge the trade with John Wall and, and Russell Westbrook. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just such a, a fan of John on and off the court and just appreciate everything. I mean, as Bullet slash Wizards fans, we've had very, very little to celebrate. And he's probably the best player we've ever seen in our lives. Um, at least throughout the totality of his career here in Washington. And it, it was hard for me to kind of accept that. And, yeah. and, I, and I understand why in, in, in all of the above, but, you know, at, at this point, objectively speaking, if, if you would say who won this trade, it, it's us, um, you know, ten, I, 10 times out of 10. It's not even close. It's not even close. Now, in in John's defense, he went to a team that inevitably went into full tank mode almost a month into the season, but um, in Houston, but the the Rockets still would have a losing record with Russ. There's no question about that. But also, John was not playing. Bless you. Well, now, I mean, he only missed the last what last week. He he missed the rest of the season, but it was like what eight games, ten games, maybe. How many games yeah, did they it, play this year? How many games did John play? How many games do how many games is this the season this year? I don't know. Is it a regular eighty two? Or no, I don't right? Think so. Well John no, I think it's like sixty two? Am I am I making that up? Uh I don't know. John's John played forty. <gasps> Averaging twenty points, uh just under seven assists. And the NBA had a just over three rebounds, seventy-two, seventy-two. So he played forty. So he played about two thirds. He missed. But, thir- he I mean, can miss thirty-two games. 
you know, we, we kind of, I remember when the trade happened, we said the only way this will work is if Russ understands that this is Brad's team. And Brad is coming off, this is the best season of his career. It and is. then Russell has completely revitalized his career because he looked like damaged goods while he was in Houston. And he, this looks like OKC Russ minus his horrible free throw percentage. Um, I, oh, I hate the free throw percentage. But I mean, this has really, well, one, it's kind of unfortunate that Denny um, broke his foot because I really thought he was going to start ascending and to, to, to really start to figure this out. I forgot we're without Denny. Uh, so, you know, at this point, because we, we've said this so many times, especially me, because I will shout this from a rooftop that I, I just don't see the point of being an eighth seed. I, I and, and still, I really don't. But look, if this is what you want to do, then, you know, put your chips in because we are not going to be getting a top five draft pick this year then. So, you know, how many eighth seeds have won in NBA history? I think it's like two or three. Um, the last one being the Golden State Warriors from the early 2000s with Baron Davis, but um oh just the first round right yeah just the yeah. first round so you know it's i guess are are you guys okay with an i mean for me i, I will eat crow saying that we got this trade i'm glad russell westbrook's here that is really hard for me to say but at the same time i don't think there's any excuse whatsoever i don't care that thomas bryant got hurt i don't care that the team got covid the fact that we are still four games now, five games under 500 is a failure. I, I, I don't care that we've been amazing the past six weeks or two months, whatever. We are still five games under 500 in the Eastern Conference. In the East. In the East. Yep. How is that a thing? You have Bradley Beal and Westbrook, and that's what we got. So, and and Tom, to me, I'm with you. I got. I got. I got to vocally say it. I was completely wrong about the trade. Mm-hmm. Time will tell, but I'm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wrong. I, yeah, I was wrong. I'm. I'm glad I'm wrong. I said that from the beginning. I wanted to be wrong. Mm-hmm. That boy plays his heart out, which has never been the case. I just thought never. the chemistry wasn't going to be correct. Yeah. But Bradley Beal putting up 50 points, and then Westbrook still putting up 30 point triple double. Did you see what Kent Bazemore said today? No. Oh, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like what Kent Bazemore had to say about um, Russ versus Steph in the um, in the scoring title. Um, Bradley Beal. Kent, ba- Kent, Kent Bazemore said today, Steph Curry scored 49 points in 29, 29 minutes. That's unreal. We got guys hurting hamstrings to keep up. Referring to Brad. Oh, yeah, of course. Excuse me? And Bazemore had to speak up. <laughs> He's so upset right now. The guy that averages six points a game felt the need to chime in, I suppose. Like, what? what does he average besides that? Like, what is his rebounds and assists? I, 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 I don't know. It's not – it's nothing to – you, Celebrate. You're, you're going to sh- come at fucking Bradley Beal? Put him a 50-burger? He's mm-hmm. had more 40-point games than anybody except for Steph this yeah. year. Yep. 
by the way, I, Steph is the greatest shooter in NBA history. He's amazing to history. watch. I'm, I'm all about him. But what Brad has had to do this year and the amount of the physical toll he's taken on, him, on, on his body to, to become this, if not the best scorer in basketball right now, is just truly remarkable. And freaking Kent Bazemore, you dick. Or Bazemore. I've always hated Bazemore since I know you college. Did. Since college, I've hated Bazemore. And that, that little cut. Uh, sorry. I mean. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Healy. <laughs> I don't think she listens anymore. But it's okay. Yes. We are we are listed as explicit now on all our podcasting platforms. So. People, it's, you're welcome. People know it's coming. So, so Ian, you, you've been watching too. And, I mean, I, I mentioned Daniel Gaffer, but what else took off? Like, was it. I honestly. Like, as becoming an offensive threat? Like, they, they still have not played defense. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. It's literally it's just offensive. They they they're they're clicking and mm-hmm. and they're hustling. So how will Neto? I I love that guy. Neto's the ship. He's he's a grinder. We have so many grinders now. Mm-hmm. Even Ish Smith, love Ish Smith, but he's not a scorer. But now with the pieces around, it works. Yeah, and it's all working without. The, the Latvian laser being the laser. Yeah. He's a shell of himself. Yeah. If he ever clicks the way he should, then mm-hmm. watch out. The, I, I still say the Gafford trade changed our team. Yeah. It changed the dynamic. How did we get, like, I just, like, are we just playing with house money right now, or is this is this who he is? Like, he... I think this is who he is. But by watching him, I think this is exactly who he is. Because he doesn't have to do much. No. Like, they're not going to ask you to score, rebound, dunk, block shots. Give me, give me block shots. Give me give me hustle. That's all I care about, especially from an athletic big. You run the floor, Russ is going to find you. Brad will find you. Yeah, um, Brad's already said on record he's the best rim um, – rim protector he's, he's played with in his career. Gotta be. I mean, the bar is pretty freaking low, but it's still. very low. Yeah. Um, but my, so my concern, I mean, are you guys okay with an AC? Do you, do we have a legitimate shot to beat the 76ers in a series or the, or the no. Nets? No. no. no so is it even, is this all worth it then? Like, I say, no, I, like, mm-hmm. I, I prefer in, especially in the NBA, I'd rather suck. Yeah. Like in the NFL, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to win, and mm-hmm. I wanted us to get that experience. In the NBA, no, I want to suck, and I want a goddamn lottery pick, mm-hmm. especially because it's not guaranteed. Yeah, and especially because this draft, upcoming draft, is loaded. As I understand. loaded, all we're gonna do, we're gonna sit there in mediocrity, and then mm-hmm. fucking, we're gonna do the exact same thing as we always do. Because we're, we're, we're not beating the Nets. We're not. We're definitely not beating the Sixers. No. Six, Sixers have a number. Although, now with Gap, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I no. mean, he'll, he'll try against Embiid, but that's not. There's there's no way he can guard him. No. The, it's so infuriating. We're just going to, we're going to, we'll probably win the play-in game. Mm-hmm. And then maybe win the second who are we playing against? Who, who, who's the 7th and 8th? So right now we Celtics would play. Hornets. Yeah, we would, uh, we would play. If we won the 
9-10 game against the Pacers, we would then play the loser of the Celtics and Hornets. And I, I would if we, say – If we play the Celtics, we're going to lose. If we play the Hornets, we win. Yes. I agreed. And I guess my, my primary concern – so I'm, I'm trying to – like if – Ian, I agree. I, I just feel like this – route is short like obtuse but you got a a, compl- a total like nba star in bradley beal that is going to be going into a contract year and if we show like if this is who we are the, the team that's been playing for the past six weeks or, or whatever um that's going to look really attractive depending free agents this coming off season because we're not going to be in position to draft a guy then if we're going to be a playoff team, we're not going to be a lottery team. We're not mm-hmm. going to – excuse me. So then when has D.C. ever been really been a big free agent place to go? Um, I mean, if we got Russell Westbrook and you got the NBA scoring champ potentially and Brad, like that's – I mean, if I'm a free agent, this could be a good spot. I mean, that's really the best – Best case scenario is we land a really good free agent in this coming off season. And most importantly, most importantly, and I already know he's not going to do it because Ted Leonsis is fine being 500 and he's going to give freaking Scott Brooks an extension. That can't happen. <laughs> if you could see Ian's face right now, it's Ian's angry face. <laughs> he's he's going to turgeon it. They're going to turgeon it. They're going to turgeon it. Because did, didn't he even just win uh, Coach of the Month? Coach of the Month for April. He yeah. did. He did. As he went 32 and 37 with, with two perennial All-Stars. <laughs> that That is my number one priority going into the offseason, is whatever it takes to make sure that Scott Brooks is not our coach. And he seems like a good dude. He really does. He seems like a, a genuine good guy. And I hate to say that because this is someone's job, livelihood, his family's here, whatever. I, I'm i sorry. Like, He's financially very stable. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. No. We can he, say, get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, please. His grandchildren will be okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of the above, they're fine. Yeah. But just to play devil's advocate, I mean, we now know what this team can do when Russell Westbrook is fully healthy. Mm-hmm. What they can do when they don't have a COVID scare or outbreak, mm-hmm. more so. You know, they did win. So I was just counting. They've won 15 of their last 20, including tonight. Wow. Three of their five losses were were the second leg of back-to-back games. And yep. now since April 12th, they're 13 and four. All four of those losses have either been by one point or in overtime. Wow. So at some point he has to get some credit. I know you guys don't want him back, but. Please don't. Please don't. I mean, Just but look, look at the points on all of those games. Look at the points. You, you can't win a championship yeah. by allowing 120 points against. Wish they had. Is there an expanded? 
Margins and stats. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I don't know, maybe I don't know how NBA box scores as well as baseball ones. But when they score 100 points or more, they're 32 and 30. When they allow their opponents to score 100 or more, they're 29 and 36. I mean, that's that's the stat you're looking for right there. Yeah, I mean, they've, they're defense. five games under 500 because of their defense. And that means a majority of their games, their opponents are scoring 100 or more. I, I don't know. I, I think that... Well, look, I, I, I honestly... I hear you guys and I trust you guys, so I would say no Scott Brooks next year is probably mm-hmm. a better... But, like, are you getting someone... Who are you realistically getting better I, I don't know, but at the same time, I mean, if you got two all-stars to coach with some solid role players um, and then a, hopefully a young up-and-coming Denny Abdi at, at 20 years old, I mean, that's this is a job to have. It's not a bad one. Yeah, yeah. Not a bad one at all. So, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. But, I mean, I, I'd like to think that it would we would be able to – an upgrade should not be an improbable task. Yeah, I hear you. I I I think though, and this might be Tom's biggest fear though. He has them playing well, and if they make the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that he gets an extension than than not. I I I agree. And if you look at Ted's track record, he is totally fine being middle of the road, and, and this is what we are right now, despite um, how much fun this has been the, lately. But um, I think Ted will look at it like I just said. He'd be like, "Well, he was." Coach of the month in April. They won 15 yeah. of the last 20. We'll see how they finish over their last three games. They took a team that was one of the worst in the conference and made the playoffs. If they, you know, get out of uh, the play-in games and you know become the mm-hmm. seventh seed, and then who, you know, I don't know if they give the Bucks the run for, a run for their money or the Nets, excuse me. Um, but if wouldn't they that do, be pretty cool though? A, a KD versus Russ playoff series. I mean, that'd be. Very interesting. I mean, that's KD, TV. KD and Harden. Oh wow! Yeah. So it should be interesting. I yeah. I think I think this mostly goes to the fact that Russell Westbrook has been healthy for the second half of the season, and we're seeing what this team can do when he's fully healthy, and it's a much better fit than we originally thought. Yeah, yeah, he, he's I'm, unreal. He's unreal. Glad I'm wrong. I'm definitely glad I'm wrong. Um, the one thing I'll say about him that I've never wavered on is he hustles more than anybody I've ever seen play the game. Of I, I, ever. I, the energy is unbelievable. It's infectious. He's. I mean, I, I, I listened to a good amount of Grand Dane today, and they were obviously talking about it ahead of tonight's game. But he is he's six three. And he's out rebounding guys that are six eight, six nine, almost seven yeah. foot. The motherfucker is top five. I think he may be top six in rebounds in the league. How is that a thing? Stats. Six three. He is third. Six, third now? 
He's third in. Well, no, sorry, that's tonight's. My bad. Hold on. He is not top five per game, but he is number one in assists per game. Let's see. Rebounds per game. Come on. I'm not a fan of the NBA's website. I'll just say that right now. He's he's now sixth. He guess he was sixth. Yeah, that's that, that's what. Yeah, that's, that's how I saw it. Uh, offensive uh, total rebounds. He, he, but he's basically tied with, um, you said Nikola, uh, the Orlando guy. I never can say his name. Nikola Lucevich, whatever. Lucevich. So he's basically tied for fifth. Yeah. That's unbelievable, dude. How? So many Eastern European names on this on <laughs> this list. I want to look at. Pending NBA free agents. Because then what do we need going into next season? A starting big man? I mean, it's I'm fine with Gafford and Thomas Bryant. I, I, uh, I forgot about Bryant. I would say probably another wing. A wing? Yeah, but then we also have like... Danny. Avdia coming up and, and Rui. Rui. Yeah. Do we just need time? I I know DeMar DeRozan's been linked to us. He's um free agent. Except he can't shoot. I think we need more shooters. Um, Andre Drummond, if you want to get another big. It needs to be someone who can run, because this is what this team likes to do. They want to run and get out in space and push yeah. up the tempo. Mm-hmm. It needs yeah. someone who can run with them and then pr- play defense. Whether that's protecting like, the board. I like someone like Tim Hardaway Jr. because he can be a 3 and D. I think that's what we need is a 3 and D. Um, especially since Garrison Matthews doesn't get enough run. And I, I don't, I, even though I like his game, I don't think – I think we needed just a, an upgrade in comparison to that. But, you know, this coming offseason will be interesting because, I mean, this would be a really attractive place to play or potentially coach. Hey, Tom, looks like – Sam Cassell. Has, has Sam Cassell got a, got a spot yet? Nope, he used to be an assistant here too. I think he would be a great fit. I think so too. Um, Talk uh, about a top. I mean, I mean, uh, a team that could use that type of attitude to reflect everyone. Because Sam Cassell was tough, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy uh, Bradley Beal looks like just tweeted at that guy Baysmore. Oh, and he just said, "I don't, I don't do the subliminals." All, all the, the bunch of exclamations. And our I'm friend, surprised his wife, his wife or his fiance, you know, she, she's, she's aggressive. No, Bradley no, himself um, did it. Bra- no, Brad. Just no, I'm said, saying, but oh, yeah, go ahead. Brad just said, "LOL, should I let him live or really go off?" Like, Bazemore, what are you doing here? Swing away. Merrill. Anywho, Daisy. Just came across the old timeline. Um, I say, I mean, look, the last time the Wizards made the playoffs and it was significant was probably that Celtics series, right? 
They made this, they made the postseason the year after, but mm-hmm. they got bounced in the first round. Mm-hmm. From, uh, pretty badly too. By I don't know whoever it doesn't matter. In my mind, look. While it's not ideal, while yes, even if they do get out of these playing games, you're probably looking at a first round exit anyways. From where this team started to how they're playing now, I I think it would be exciting. I think this town needs a playoff basketball. You know, I think mm-hmm. smarter people like ourselves to pat ourselves on the back would probably say yes. 10 times out of 10, maybe nine times out of 10, you tank and you go get that lottery pick. But yep. this team has been must watch and fun to watch the second half of the season. And I, I think there's something to be said about that and making a playoff push. This, the interest in this team right now, and it's largely because of Russell Westbrook and also mm-hmm. obviously Bradley contending for the scoring title, but people are paying attention. I mean, I listened to Grand Danny for two hours today and I mean, I know they're huge basketball guys, especially Danny, but they yeah. they talked about the Wizards seventy five percent of the time, and they only did like one segment that I heard on the football team, and barely a segment wow. on, the, on the baseball team. So they're getting Danny attention, so and, they, happy. and they deserve it. So yeah, yeah, you, you're right. That's fair. And, All and, right. And I think if you land, you know, outside of the lottery, like Tom said, I mean, you can still add to your team, and and, and I think maybe you can make become a more destin a more desirable destination. By being mm-hmm. like, hey, we're a full season of a healthy Westbrook and Bradley Beal and another piece away from contending in the East. I changed my mind. Where we're at now, yes. Go all in. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, if this is what we're going to do, then... At this point, oh. right? You're close enough. Might as well make the playoffs. Yeah. Instead of being the back end of... Because like, I'd rather... Like we said with the football team, like I would rather be... Like the what would it be like the fifteenth or above pick having made the playoffs than a ten through fifteen pick and not making the playoffs. At least something to be said about the season. You know, the whole point is to win games and and go for a championship, right? I don't know if we had fifteen, we might have gotten Justin Fields. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, it's different for the for basketball. No, we you know, we would have gotten Mag Jones. I know. Um, all right, so that is a good transition. Speaking of Justin Fields, we are. Um, this will be our draft recap as Washington drafted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten college football players um, about a week and a half ago. Guys, our first round pick, linebacker Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. the most productive linebacker in the SEC um, this past season. Only started one season, but I, I wrote down in the notes, um, this is us strengthening a strength. Mm-hmm. The defense is championship caliber level, and we said going into this draft, going into this offseason, we really feel like we are a linebacker away um, in order for that to happen. And that is why Jamin Davis was picked 19th overall. Um he was outstanding um, last season with Kentucky, uh, going against better teams almost every single week. You know, Kentucky is one of the, the bottom feeders of the SEC in, in terms of football, that is. Um, and if you look up, I know we mentioned this on the pod, if you look up linebacker in the dictionary, it's him. 
I mean, it's what is it? Six, three, two forty. I mean, he, his, um, his athleticism, um, standards are incredible. Uh, Ian just left we for just a second. <laughs> Six, three, two thirty. ran a 40 yard dash 4.47 seconds. Um, arm length 33 inches i mean he is third ranked in his position per espn mm-hmm. got a 90 scouts grade i mean everyone was saying he was this maybe a reach he was yes people were saying he was basically a first round talent that was projected to go in the second yes like he had yeah. the ability but probably because of his only one year starting and playing at Kentucky probably knocked him down some boards. But, I mean, that's still the SEC. It's not like he's playing at, you know, mm-hmm. Wake Forest at a bad ACC school where the only good team is Clemson, and you're playing a bunch of poo-poos the entire season. He's playing Alabama, Florida, Georgia. I mean, he's in he's in Georgia and Florida's conference or division, so he's playing them every year. Sure. Uh, you know, I like the pick. I think we were all kind of, I mean, time you can speak for yourself, but I know Ian and I, we watched the draft, or the, at least the first round together. Mm-hmm. We were all kind of like, okay. You know, it's not yeah. it's not a sexy pick. That's what it is. It's, it's not sexy. And I think that's what maybe not startled some people, but maybe turned some people off right away. But the more you dig about this guy, the more you see some tape. I watched tape of him the next morning. The more I think it's a fit, and he's just very much so a Ron Rivera guy. Yeah, I guess. Well, what's what's interesting is when we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we talked about like really the the concept of best available versus need, mm-hmm. um, and it, it seems like he was both for um, Ron and Ron and company, but. I mean, this this was more of a fit in terms in in comparison to maybe best player available, and and I guess, you know, me overthinking this because I I tend to overthink things is, I mean, could we have gotten the same value out of Jeremiah Usu Koromoa in the second round, perhaps, and and really targeted? For me, when I thought at, at nineteen, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, easy, that's that's Darisol, that's Christian Darisol, the left tackle out of Virginia Tech, draft him, and he's potentially a plug and play and, you know, talk about a position we've been spoiled at. I mean, we went from Chris Samuels to Trent Williams. Yeah. I mean, we almost have a 20 year run of being virtually dominant at that position. So, mm-hmm. you know, Christian Darisol would be next in line. Um, but they're really just doubling down on, on this defense. And, you know, it kind of reminded me of when the Nats signed Max, we didn't need pitching. We were already good. We were already set. But you know, you're you're strengthening a strength, and, and I I understand the rationale behind it. I guess for me personally, you know, what how how accurate are these mock drafts and these big boards that we read on ESPN and PFF and the Draft Network and all that stuff? I mean, I, none of those guys are are working in in NFL offices. I mean, just because you know. Mel Kuyper thinks that Jamin Davis is the 40th best player in this draft doesn't mean that Ron Rivera thinks he's the 40th best player in this draft. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, um, ideally I thought we would have, if we want Jamin Davis, you could trade back perhaps or, or something like that. But 
you know, it, it takes another team for even that to work. So I think that's why we went with him out of Kentucky. And then in addition to that, if anyone deserves the benefit of the doubt, if they think this guy is going to be a good linebacker, it's Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rico, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Both of them played it. Both of them coached that position. Both of them are defensive minded with Ron Rivera coaching Luke Keekley for over a decade, I think, or close to it. Um, so in, in this, in this regard, Hey, you know, Ron, I trust you in this, with this pick. Like if, if you think he, he's a guy that that can start right away and, and can cover, because apparently he can cover. Apparently, last that's I checked, what I'm psyched about. Yeah, he has great hands. I mean, mm-hmm. just a tribute to the athleticism that you mentioned earlier, going down like basically his you know scout card. Mm-hmm. The film that I watched, I mean, he made some nice plays covering, not just plugging the hole. Which you know, he's a linebacker; he's supposed to do that. Can he? pull off an athletic play and cover and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, majority of the time he was in zone, but he caught a couple of nicely tipped balls um, that aren't, like, you don't see linebackers make every single play. Um, he's Like, we talked about the size. He's got a decent size. He looks like he has good speed, too. I, I think that's, he fits well in what the linebacker position is becoming. More of that hybrid yeah. athletic build, Still big and strong, but you can also pretty fast and athletic, like a mixture of that safety sure. and, and linebacker. And he fits that mold pretty well. And, and you know, typically the linebacker is the quarterback of the defense, right? At the same time, he's not going to be asked to do a lot. Like, we're not going to ask Jamin Davis to go win the game. Right. Um, and behind that defensive line, he doesn't have to. Yeah, exactly. You're, we, are, we are asking Chase Young. Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. um, Kendall Payne. Fuller, Deron Payne. Jonathan you Allen. guys, you guys go win the game. Um, Jamin Davis, you you do your job. Do your to, job to quote Bill Bell. And and if anything, you are. I mean, this defense is a linebacker's dream come true. I'm sorry we lost Ian, but he is working on some limited connectivity problems. Um, hopefully, he'll be back shortly. You should get that checked out. Uh, <laughs> Um, so with that in mind, I mean, this, you know, with your first round pick, I mean, that's typically a guy you want to, you could start on, on day one, week one. Yeah. Hopefully that is in fact the case. If not, you got a really good leader, a guy that's been here for a couple of years and John Bossick that can do that at the same time, linebackers should eat in this defense with what you, what we have in front of them with that vaunted front four and front five, if you include Matt Ioannidis too. Yeah. I think that's a great point in that we're not, we're not asking him to be the leader right here. You know, he's not a linebacker that you're drafting in the first round. They're like, all right, we need you to be the next Ray Lewis. You just need to come here. Like you said, do your job, be good enough. You're probably, you don't need to start right away. It'd be great if you did, but if you don't, that's fine. When you get your playing time, you need to make it count because like you said, you're going to feast behind this offensive line. I mean, defensive line, excuse me. You're going to get plenty of tackles. Who was it that said that he could lead the NFL in tackles this year as a rookie because of this defensive line? He's that good and athletic and fast and big. I mean, he's not. So, and I think you look at the board too. I mean, go back to the question of drafting him. You know, I think the guys, the, the Ron Rivera and and the, the front office wanted to pick were already gone. You know, 
<laughs> Michael Parsons went to the Cowboys. Obviously, I mean, we kind of joked about it, but Devontae Smith unfortunately went to the freaking Eagles. That uh, that was honestly worst case scenario. Justin Fields wasn't obviously wasn't there. So, you know, I think they just yeah, you could have thought about trading back. That would have been cool, but you know, they obviously had him high on on their board and the other guys that were maybe ahead of him weren't there and there's no shame in taking someone that you think highly of. And like you said, Rivera and Del Rio, no linebackers. And I'm reading John Kimes breakdown on ESPN.com and the last line he says, Rivera knows a special defense will help any future young passer. So they were going the patient route, the we don't need our quarterback right now. If we build this defense into an elite defense who Davis will help us on down that path, you know, if he's our starting linebacker for the next six, seven, eight years, that's a win easy. And yeah. if he is consistently amongst the top in terms of tackles every year, that's automatically a, a, a hit in, in the first round right there. Sure. And I, I would guess, I would just say, primarily speaking, just couldn't we have gotten the same? I mean, if we're not asking that much for our linebackers, couldn't we have gotten the same value out of a second or third round pick like we got with Cole Holcomb? Um, but I mean, that's that's how the draft kind of unfolds. And you know what's interesting about this, and what what sticks out to me, uh, he's back. There he is. And we just finished to, the entire draft talk. Sorry, now we're talking about uh, and and Bobby to to quote because Danny mentioned this after the after shortly after the pick. He just goes, "I'm just letting everyone know." that if Justin Fields or if Mac Jones turns out to be really good, I am going to be obnoxious. I think he said insufferable. 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 Yeah. I, which cracks me up, and I agree with him. I agree. Like, What was the – do you have on top of your head, what was the price the Bears paid to move up to get Fields? I think it, it wasn't a lot. I think it was obviously they swapped first round picks, fourth round, then a first next year. Basically, long story short, is that was it something you would have considered or have done? Yes. Yes, I would have. I know they liked Fields. Yeah. yeah. So the Giants received Chicago's first round pick, the 20th. Fifth round picks this year and the Bears first and fourth rounders next year. So basically they swapped first round picks plus a fifth, next year's first, next year's fourth for Justin Fields. So four total picks. Well, I guess three Wait, if you're swapping. You know, being being ex Robert RG three trade fans, that's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Trade Lance. Well, and they didn't even know who the fuck they were going to get at three. Well, I, I, it obviously helps that he fell out of the top ten. True. I, I, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, you know, are we saying the same thing? If, Like I just said, even before you hopped on, like if we're looking at and, and uh, Jameen Davis is a, you know, consistent pro bowler or, or at least consistently leading the league in tackles. And he's our staple at middle linebacker for the next seven plus years. Can you be that upset? I mean, I know it's a quarterback, mm-hmm. but can you be that upset if that's the case? And even if fields is tearing it up, you know, I, I, 
I, I love I love the Jamin Davis pick. I love it. If if Justin fell to us at 19, it's a whole different ballgame. Completely different. Then I'd be like, okay. That's a different scenario. But right now, to trade up, no, I, I like what we did. We we stood fast. We let the draft come to us instead of us doing moving up. Being too angsty. So, so but, but but the the problem with going into the playoffs last season, Bobby, I know you you were a supporter of it. Was this took us out of the running to get a quarterback? Well, this year, predictably, we're going to be better than last year. So then we're out of the running again. And unless you're the Washington football team, you don't let good quarterbacks hit the open market. So we're going to be in the same conundrum next year. Well, not when we so, get Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, that's, I got that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and, and, that's, and that's the thing. It's that I, 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 I agree with Danny that, like, I, I just – if Justin Fields turns out to be – what he could be a star like he, you know, at least his measurables will show that. I mean, God, yeah. if a quarterback can succeed in Chicago, then you know he's legitimate. So I get um, the thought process, but I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm dogging Danny because I do love Danny, but he's also the same person that still thinks that we should not yeah. have drafted Chase Young, Correct. the defensive Correct. rookie of the year, who is going to be our mm-hmm. perennial pro-, pro bowler edge rusher for the next five sure. years. Oh, bro. And probably, yeah, could be, knock on wood, could be future Hall of Famer for us. Sure. No, I, I hear you. So that it's like, sense. I I understand the point, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Let's move on and, you know, focus on who we did get instead of always trying to pick notes and look at what could have been. I get it. It's the Washington football team. Quarterback is not our thing. Hasn't been for as long as I've lived. Almost 30 yeah. years now. Still not 30, by the Longer. way. Ever. Really? As long as Ian and I have lived. Yeah. So we've we've, we've ne- <laughs> nice stuff. So I we've I, we haven't drafted a quarterback, yeah, a successful quarterback. Well, we did, but then we had to debate how to pronounce his first name, and you know, he does he win the game though? <laughs> Apparently, he does not. Um, but I will do what what just happened. Nine times out of ten, and the only all the time I wouldn't do it would be to actually trade up and get Justin Look, Fields. But I'm happy. In the playoffs, it's, you get the 19 overall seed. You get a good, you get to add another strong piece of that defense. Let's move on and get a quarterback next year if you can. It's I'm it's okay with Fitz play. too. It's a safe play, and as we have since learned, if you miss out on your first round pick, you get fired. Thanks, Dwayne Haskins. Yes. Uh, just a quick run through of the rest of the draft. The nine other picks, second round we went offensive tackle Samuel Cosme out of Texas, three year starter. Um, round three, 74th overall, Benjamin St. Juice, cornerback out of Minnesota. He is a rare combination of length and change of direction, six foot three with 80 inch wingspan. Whoa. Um, round the second, third round pick, 82 overall, Deami Brown, wide receiver out of UNC. Fourth round. He's the one that doesn't on drop 20, balls, right? Um, on John Bates, tight end out of Boise State. Appears to be a good blocking tight end, which is what we would need. Round five, Derek Forrest, or Derek, I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name. Safety out of Cincinnati. Round six, kind of a head-scratcher why you need to draft one, but we drafted a long snapper out of Michigan, Cameron Cheeseman. Because we let go the best long snapper in the league. 
yeah, yep. Um, then we had three. We had three seven seven round picks. Two forty. William Bradley King, edge rusher out of Baylor. Then two forty six. Shaka Tony, edge rusher out of Penn State. A lot of people like him. And then our last pick, second to last pick of the whole draft, Dax Milne, wide receiver out of BYU. Zach Wilson's top target while he was there. Um, so we went five on defense, four on offense, and then one special teamer, obviously, with Cheeseman, Cheeseman. Cheese. Cheeseman. Out of, out of Michigan. Guys, Bobby and Ian, what overall, what would you grade our draft to be? Without having seen them play a down and just looking through it, I'll give them a solid B plus. It's got it's got to be at least B plus, B plus, A minus. I only go, I only don't go A minus because they didn't get a quarterback. We we always say, just take a quarterback. Who cares? Just see what happens in the later rounds. See, but now what we're doing is we're building the shit out of this team. And then finding the quarterback. So now we're building the house. You're letting, to find the car to park. It, to take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Garage. Well, I'm going to say. Well, it's going to take your let the draft come to you. You're letting the quarterback come to us. Yeah. Correct. They're they're not forcing it. They're not forcing which it, which I approve. Yeah. No, I I, I appreciate that too. I that's kind of the way yeah, I would have. It's just done it too. we're going to be creative though with that that scenario. And for that, I I give a B. And I I do feel like we did reach a bit on Jamin Davis. And again, no disrespect to him. I just feel like. We could have I, I feel I feel as though that's going to come back. I, I think that one's going to pay off more than anything. I I, I certainly hope so. I, I just I mean what Bobby we, and I were saying before, Ian, is that I I just feel like in this defense, the linebackers don't need us don't need to win the game, so to speak. Where we could have gotten similar value in the second or third round. Where I I would have at that point when I was watching the draft, I was like. Get that get that left tackle from Virginia Tech. Darius off. Yeah, that's who. That's at that point. That's that's who I thought. See, we, but t- we should have taken taken the the fact that we have Lucas Cornelius Lucas mm-hmm. gave us that luxury that we didn't need yep. to to take Darius off in the first. I think Cosme is going to be fantastic, and that's yeah. a second. Well, it's a second rounder, so we'll see. But yeah. You know, if, if there's a running theme with this draft class, it's athleticism. I mean, almost every guy that drafted grades off the charts in terms of yep. overall athleticism, whether it's their 40-yard dash or their vertical or their, their shuttle run or whatever else it is. Um, I mean, Cosby was a three-year starter at, at, at Texas, which is no easy feat. So, and every single year, his percentage went higher and higher. He finished mm-hmm. with a 90.6, I believe. Yeah, he had blocking grades of at least 82.0 in three consecutive seasons, according to PFF. Um, there are things that will have to clean up with his technique, but there's a lot to like with his profile. Um, but with, should, with, he, with Jamin, I want to go back. So with Jamin, mm-hmm. you have to trust Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. <laughs> we, 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 we said the same. Like they, okay, they had, good. The, the fact that they that they both think that he's 19th overall, and they had him as their top uh, prospect on the board defensive wise, that says a lot. Does it concern you that he's a one year starter? Very much so. Yeah, that that's always been my. But thing. in like, the SEC though, so 
I, I mean, I know it's one year and it's Kentucky, but it's they're not. He's not going up against Schlubs. Correct. And I think the speed of the game, especially at linebacker, you really need to be up this pace with the game at linebacker because the game. I mean, linebacker. The whole idea of the position is you you're basically game, a, a safety at this point. You let the game come to you, and you have to be up to up to speed with that. And I think the speed in the SEC is the closest thing you're going to get to the NFL. And so hopefully that doesn't come very hard for him once he hit training camp. Hopefully okay. it, it'll all be very how, natural for him because like, he's that's what he did every Saturday for the last year. Sure, I hear. That. How can Jack and Ron both get that so wrong? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, who guys, is was, there a, yeah, who uh, was the tackle from the Bears that visited today? Oh, uh, yeah, that was Charles Leno. So that kind of goes into, and this is the one segment that I heard Grant and Danny talking about the football team today. It kind of goes into their draft process where, you know, this is why you don't go all in on free agency in the first 72 hours. You kind of let it happen. And he's a guy that, he's only 30, I believe. He makes consistent starts he like barely misses a game a really solid tackle if you get him to come here and he's your tackle for the next four or five years i mean that solves so many issues and then that makes i think the drafting of davis in 19 way better as opposed to getting a tackle because you solve the tackle situation and then also it doesn't count to a a compensatory pick because they wait after some deadline so, Agreed. That's another factor to go into because it just ties into just because Tom said he would have drafted Garrisaw. Could, could you imagine though if Cornelius Lucas didn't play as well as he did last year? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't have him for another year. This draft would have gone so different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I, I hear that. I, I do, and and I and I understand, and again, and again, I I am so to say I'm a skeptic of this organization because of Snyder would be the biggest understatement of my life, but again, in in, in this scenario, I mean, you, you have to trust in Ron's evaluation of especially a position that he played in the in, in the NFL. Um, guys, is there a favorite pick of yours? I know mine by a mile. I mean, I Probably. love it. I love, was it Dwayne Dwami Brown? That I love the fact that he doesn't. You can't call dibs on him and not know the name. Is it Dwami or Dwayne? He's right. He's got a point. Diami. Diami? No, is, not even close. That is my. That is my guy. I mean, you said that thing, Tom. That he he doesn't drop balls when he's content. I mean, that's you. He's sold all of last year. All contested <laughs> balls. He came down with every single one of them. Bobby, he, listen that again. And, he, he and then can, add four can, four speed. Come on, he can he can catch the ball. He catches the ball. It's the it's the craziest thing. It's like this. It's almost as if it's the most basic concept in the game of football is catching the ball. Well, or being a wide receiver. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you want to get even more specific, catch that's it's your job. Catch the ball. Back to back one thousand yard receiving seasons in North Carolina. Don't forget though, it's a it's a. Um, it's an inferior football program, though, right, Umo? Um Oh yeah. Oh, no. It's it's a, a small program. Small program. Um, <laughs> Twenty receiving touchdowns, averaging more than twenty yards per reception. According to Pro Football Network, he is a terrific athlete, vertical route runner that excels at getting deep. Where his burst to the football, the ball skills leads to big plays down the field. That is three guys. Your 
three starting wide receivers that are running Olympic level 40 yard dashes. I mean, good luck. Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. That is speed, speed. I mean, also he's, he was only running the same offense that Mac Brown ran with Vince Young at Texas, but whatever, small school. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, um, I love the, I mean, that's also kind of like we just said, you know, it, it's a much smaller, like it's a microcosm of what mm-hmm. we talked about, adding to a strength, adding a linebacker to defense, adding another dynamic receiver like this to now, which is, I think, kind of a strength, our receiving core. I mean, it's different than what your typical mm-hmm. NFL receiving core would be because you don't have, you know, a 6'5 receiver out there that you just chuck the ball up in the air and he goes and gets it. You got sure. speed all over the place and guys who will make tough catches and guys who will get yak after making the catch. So, uh, I mean, you add this with Terry, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. You know, you got Logan Thomas at tight end. Obviously, yeah, Gibson in the backfield. I mean, if Fitzmagic has time, they sh- they should be a tough out in terms of stopping that, this offense. And, and that is true. I mean, I would have been happy getting Deami Brown in the second round. I mean, he was projected to go in the 40s, and he went, what was that? 80 seconds. overall. I mean, that is, that is tremendous value. And, yes, he was getting catching passes probably, arguably maybe the best quarterback prospect in next year's draft class and, and Sam Howell from North Carolina, but um no, you know, from a small program. Small small program. Small correct, program. But, um he's also known as elite competitor who battles as a ball carrier, gives great effort as a blocker and fearless working in the middle of the field. And he was Kuiper's best available player at the time that they took him. No, we so, got a steal on that. That's a steal. That is an absolute steal. I, I again I would have been totally happy getting him in the second round. Um, and Could you imagine he, if he pans out third, third, and third? We go McLaurin, I, Gibson. I would say let's just never draft in the second He's, ever again. In, in, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Um, you, you're right, you're right. Did, there, was there another pick that, that you guys really, really liked outside of that? I think the guy before him, the DB from yeah. Minnesota, I mean – I. That wasn't one's a bit need, of a, a question mark. But I mean, you met Tom, you mentioned all the like the measurements and stuff. I mean, that's a that's a link. That's that's what you need in the NFL now. A lanky athletic receiver. I mean, sorry, cornerback, and that's what he is. And I remember him playing a little bit against Maryland. I, I mean, I didn't watch Minnesota football other than when they played Maryland. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that sticks his nose in there. He's athletic, it seems like. I mean, he, he seems like at least fit wise. Mm-hmm. The prototypical NFL DB right now. Yeah. And, and I mean, he can also switch to safety. He can also play like. safety. Yeah. Yeah. And he just hasn't played a lot. He's also a little bit older. He's 24 uh, and doesn't have a lot of experience. So I feel like he's being drafted more on his potential rather as opposed to the amount of, you know, tape that he put on while at Minnesota. Um, but I mean, he's also going to a, a going to be going to a position group that is, got two studs there with William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, and barring any kind of injury, he, he's not going to be asked of a lot. That's why uh, I think I, he's going to get moved to safety. Yeah. I, I, I would say outside of the Deami Brown pick, the one that I like the most is probably the second round pick is, is Cosme out of Texas. Just, um, I know we have a long standing history 
with screwing up second round picks. But when you think about it, we mess up the Sua Cravens pick, but he was also penciled in to be the replacement at safety and this dime linebacker. And he was a fan favorite and had a, a big level of expectation. And then obviously with Darius Geis and Ryan Anderson and, you know, the list goes on. I mean, if Cosby's not ready, no big deal. That's what Lucas is there for. Yeah. That's, and our and potential charge, no, even though Cornelius we, we Lucas, have more guards than any team in the NFL. Even though uh, Cornelius Lucas tweeted today, he is pissed that we um, brought in Charles Leno for a workout today. Um, oh, I mean, he should be, but you know what? Let, let the fire under your ass. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that said, guys, is there a, a pick that you don't like? Is there a least favorite pick? The long snapper. Well, I will say my favorite pick is uh, Jamin Davis, by the way. I, I love it. Love it. Book it. That dude's going to be a stud. He's going to be a top five uh, defensive rookie of the year. You heard it here first. Writing it down. All right. Um, I, I'd agree, Bobby. Drafting a long snapper just seems kind of premature. But, uh, I mean, if any of these picks, the ones that – that kind of worries me is actually the St. Juice guy out of Minnesota. Just uh, not a lot of experience and some injury prone, and he's a little bit older. Uh, you know, I, I, I ne- frankly never heard of him even before we picked him. Yeah, so no. um, I, I I don't know I don't know his name. I recognized him though. So like, oh yeah, that tall guy who plays for the lanky dude that plays for yeah. Minnesota. If there is in fact another pick that I like, it's actually. Um, in the seventh round, it was the edge rusher out of Penn State, Shakatoni, who's a little bit undersized, but everyone I mean, loves this him. was the guy that was was projected to go a lot higher than this. Yeah. Also, his his athleticism is off the charts as well, and um, he was on Grant and Danny a few days ago, and he's got a big chip on his shoulder, um, especially since he was, fell to the seventh round. He's pissed, and I mean, I, I know that we have Chase Young and Montez Sweat, but you need more than that. And I feel like edge rushers are kind of like relief pitchers. You can never not have enough of them. Yeah. So one of these guys is going to make the team, whether that's William Bradley King at a Baylor or Chaka Tony or James Smith Williams from last year, Casey Tuhill. I mean, one of these guys is going to make the team and is going to have to have an impact. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to see the field and, and see it a good amount. Um. I would. I did write down like so. Who won and who lost? And what I mean by that is, if you are a, a current member of of the Washington Football Team, who's happy and who's not? And, and right now, I would say who is happiest on this roster is Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I, we Bobby, you were you gave this you gave the. You gave Washington's grade a B plus because we did not draft a quarterback. And because we did not draft a quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick does not have a young gun breathing down his neck waiting for an opportunity. Hi, Nick. He is, you know, this is going to be the first time in, in a number of years where it's his team. It's magic. It, this is, this is his job. This is his, his job to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, we, just, we went through it though, but they got him, you know, potentially a starting left tackle. They got mm-hmm. him another weapon. And Brown, mm-hmm. they got him a blocking tight end, and John yeah. Bates, um, and they strengthened the defense. Sure, I mean he's easily the the biggest winner, and I think the biggest point right there is like you said is 
It's his team yeah. now. You know, he doesn't have to. This is a different conversation if they did trade up mm-hmm. and get Justin Fields, because then he was he's sure. instead of the winner, he's the loser. Yeah, and uh, and then the next winner I have here, and this was a position I thought we would draft, and it's a, I think this is like the first time in almost twelve years we haven't. That's Antonio Gibson. Um, I I feel like when he got hurt, this offense was a shell of itself when we did not have him. And I thought, okay, we got to draft the guy in the mid rounds in case he does get hurt. Well, we didn't. Um, We did sign maybe the best undrafted free agent out there in Jared Patterson out of Buffalo and former high school teammate of Chase Young at Pilate um, before Chase Young went to DeMatha. But I mean, if I'm Antonio Gibson, I mean, the, the ball is in, is, is in his hands. This is his job. He is going to be a potential 20 carry a game ball going into the off going into next season. Yeah. I think the JD McKissick, we already know his role. His, him killing it actually helped out Antonio so much because you don't need to draft another running back, a workhorse that is. The fact that he did so well and he compliments Gibson in Turner's offense, next year's offense is going to be so much fun to watch. It should be very fun to watch. Well, you know, it should be. I, I would have added this. I, I really like the our undrafted signing, Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo. Three cons- Just listen to these numbers. It's on three, three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. A career average of 6.1 yards per carry. He averaged 7.6 yards a carry last season in Buffalo. 19 touchdowns in 2020 in six games. <laughs> 19 touchdowns a year before that. 14 touchdowns a year before that. You can't tell me he can't do what Peyton Barber does? Oh, It's because he's short. That's it. Great. That's fine. Give him to me. Yeah. Short short is good in Scott Turner's offense. Yeah. Um, And you know who lobbied to get him was uh, Chase Young. Yeah. His childhood friend. Um, He had eight touchdowns in one game. In one game. In one game. How he goes undrafted. It's unreal. It's like he's got a a legitimate Muggsy Bogues type shit. He's got a legitimate shot. Because if you if you look at 19, 19 touch 19 touchdowns two years in a row. I mean, Peyton Barber was our goal line back. He's our short yardage back. He can't do that. He can do that for half the price and half the age. Like it. it Come on. I mean, Peyton Barber was on un, was undrafted. How, I mean, how many running backs go undrafted and then could prove everybody wrong? Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, because they're a dime a dozen. I mean, look at the the guy from Jacksonville last year, Robinson. He was one of the best running backs in the NFL last season. Philip Lindsay's had a heck of a career. Arian Foster was one of the best running backs in the NFL for a number of years. Um, you know, I, I think Jared Patterson's got a legitimate shot to make this team potentially. Um, I think he will make the team. He yeah, might. He, he really might. Um, at the minimum, practice squad. Um, yeah. In addition to that, if there's another winner on this team right now, this is under the assumption that we are not signing Charles Leno. Cornelius Lucas, Lucas, you are a winner, sir. You are probably our week one starting left tackle. As long as Leno is not signed, I would be ecstatic if I were you, but not according to your Twitter account. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, number four winner on this team. Um, is Jeremy Reeves our starting free safety? He honestly might be. And he can play, though. He wasn't bad. He he, he, he was a lot better than Troy Apke. Mm-hmm. Troy Apke should never <laughs> oh. see the field again, except on special teams. Special teams, except, yeah. Gunner. He's yep. a great gunner. He's fast. So fast as hell. I, I can't, can't cover with a damn. <laughs> well, he can run, run. He can run. Run, run. That's what it was. Um, Jeremy Reeves, if I, I know they drafted Derek Forrest out of Cincinnati in the fifth round, who was potentially projected to be a free safety, who also is off the charts athletically. I mean, he's got this guy has scratched and clawed his way. He's been cut. He's been on the practice squad. Then he finally had an opportunity to start after our backup to the backup free safety got hurt to Shazer Everett. And he was probably the best out of the three. So Jeremy Reeves has a legitimate shot to be the starting free safety, unless this is something that we sign in the secondary market. I know that we just had Bobby McLean from the Dolphins visit today as well. He was a team captain in Miami and is protected as a free safety. So I would have to imagine this is something we haven't upgraded yet, but um, we're going to bring in a vet at, at some point um, to, to compete for that starting job. Right guys. Yeah. I think kind of have to, we have to, right? Yeah. Just, uh, wasn't Same addressed thing with quarterback position. Like we're building a team and then not forcing a scenario. You just we're, gotta, we're, we're not going to put a, a square peg in a round hole. There you go. Exactly. Um, my last winner is, is the tight end group with Logan Thomas and Samis Reyes. I know that he's just Samis Reyes is potentially a, just a clickbait type of story at this point, but we only drafted one tight end and that was in the mid rounds and he is projected his comp is Logan Paulson. No, his comp was uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah, Jeremy Sprinkle. Oh, yeah, that too. But um, Logan Paulson was on the air, and he's, they asked him, does he remind you of yourself? Of yourself? He's like, yeah, kind of. Like, Good hands, good blocker, but he, he's not going to win a lot of, you know, downfield plays. But, I mean, that is – if I'm Logan Thomas, like, hey, I got no one breathing down my neck. Like, yeah. this is – Nobody. This is, I mean, he, he, to say he exceeded expectations last year, it was an understatement. And now he's going to be given a, like a legitimate opportunity to be one of the, I mean, he's going to get drafted in fantasy football because of this. Logan Thomas. Yeah. 100. Yeah. I also like that he's 6'5", 250. Bates. Bates. Yeah. Yeah. And we need a block. We need a blocking tight end. We, I, I know that pick isn't sexy, but it is a it is a requirement for every team, especially since fullback has essentially become obsolete. Especially um, since we do we run the ball. Yeah. Um, if there are losers in this draft class on the team right now, number one, this kind of makes me sad. It's Ryan Kerrigan. Um, we have some, we have drafted two edge rushers last season, and Chase Young and James Smith Williams. And then drafted two um, in this year's draft. I I, I just I, I didn't expect him to come back to begin with, but um, when you when you draft that many edge rushers, I, I I just have to imagine his days are numbered. Well, well he's not a, he's a free agent, so he, he's not even a, a current 
team member. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was reports this week that he, or I guess last week now because it's Monday, but that he was in talks of coming back. And I, I'm I'm good with please. Sounds good. And then let those three rookies or second year players battle out and see who can fill that that fourth and fifth spot. I would want nothing more than Carrington to finish his career with the football team. But you, Ryan, just go. Do, do better somewhere else. <laughs> or if you want to stay here and that one we're finally successful, you know what? If that's what you want, take take a back seat to the young guns. Will he will he become this the Washington's version of Ryan Zimmerman? Zimmerman, exactly. Man of the people. I want what's best for him. No matter what he does, I just want him to be happy. <laughs> he deserves he does he deserves that. And ninety one should also be retired, please and thank you. But I know we please don't. and thank you. If you want uh, to stay here, please. I, I I want nothing more than that. Yeah. But if you want to go somewhere else and pad your stats or go somewhere where you think you're going to be more successful, do that. If there if there's another loser in this, and I, I wouldn't be too happy right now, and that is Cam Sims. Had a good season last year. You said loser, right? Not yeah, loser. Yeah. Um, with the selection of De'Ami Brown and signing of Curtis Samuel and signing of Adam Humphreys, mm-hmm. there's not an opportunity for him to start like he did last year. And this was a position group that we needed to upgrade for sure. But I, I similar to Logan Thomas, I did not have many expectations for Cam Sims going into the season. And he really finally started to take off, yeah. um, especially when Terry was hurt towards the end of the season. Um but right now, he is more of a depth piece, rotational type of receiver. He's not going to be, I mean, barring any kind of injuries, he, he is not a starter. Yeah. Definitely not a starter. He's lucky if he makes a team. Cause how, how, many, how many are we going to keep wide receivers? Six. 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 So you got Terry, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys, Deami Brown, him. And then you're battling it out between who was a not good last year, Gandy Golden, Stephen Sims, and was that Isaiah Wright, I think? What about Harmon, Kevin Harmon? Kevin oh, Harmon's Kevin, coming oh, back. Yeah, Kevin Harmon's going to make it. He should make it. So, yeah, you got what? Again, Terry, Curtis, Adam, Kiami, Kevin Harmon, Cam Sims. That's six. That's a solid group. But then Gandy Golden is he's out. That's such an overhaul. Yeah. Like that is the biggest overhaul that I've seen in a very in a sh- long time. In a very short amount of time. It, it, they, did it in, they did it in less than two years. Was our, was our week one starter opposite of Terry last season going into week one? That is Dontra, true. Who was out of the league? He, 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 did, he played well, though. <laughs> he was, a, for, he was one okay. Game. Yeah. For one game. He was okay. But um, we basically <laughs> He's like a strawberry-flavored beer. Strawberry. We basically went from drafting a special teamer in the third round to now him leading what could be one of the best receiving groups in football. It's 100% one of the fastest. Maybe most dynamic. There's, there's no way around that. Yeah. I mean, they've got speed. I mean, they're just going to run... 
I mean, this is what we talked about when they signed Curtis Samuel. It's like, who are you going to cover when Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin are going across the middle? You can't cover both of those guys. And then they doubled down. Then they got Humphreys, which was a great sign. Mm-hmm. And then they drafted Diami. Oh, my God. It's this offense with Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. A year ago today, we were saying that this is going to, this was easily our worst group. Now we're saying this might be our, definitely our best offensive group. Maybe this our, is the best wide receiver or offensive weapons that we've seen since Pierre and Deshaun, Jordan, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. So five years. And this might be better, not better in those, but deeper. Yeah. Deeper Deep and inside. faster. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Hey. Right? No, oh, yeah, easily. And I mean, also, I mean, we know, we're talking about him as a blocker, but Bates has apparently got some speed. I mean, he's a big boy, but he could catch some passes down the seam. So, I mean, the 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 def- defenses aren't going to be queuing in on him. So, why do you think Logan Thomas had such a successful season? Right. Everyone was paying attention to Terry. I mean, there you go. And then he just really just got better, and he got better, and he got better and better. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. There's a, there's a lot of depth. I mean, they're like what was always so frustrating about this team throughout my life is there's never been a plan B. That if something goes wrong, someone gets hurt, there's a bad fit, then what happens? I love them, but how many years did we have to watch Reed Dowdy start? <laughs> no offense to Reed Dowdy. Love right? him. But I mean, we these are legitimate. I mean, we just went over that wide receiving group i mean those are six guys that could be have a legitimate role or or significant role two of which are pro bowlers or should be pro bowlers and curtis samuel barn like terry being a potential all pro level if he finally gets some credit in comparison to dk metcalf but i i I, I like terry being the underdog yes me too me too Uh, it's me but you know, this was a this was definitely a, a fun draft, and um, you know, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, obviously with how Justin Fields is going to work out in Chicago. But really, the draft, as we knew, as we anticipated, was going to start at number three, and that's with Trey Lance. And uh, you know, is Trey Lance going to be the the real deal, or is Justin Fields going to be that, or is Mac Jones got a you know a perfect scenario in New England? Uh, you who, know, who do you think has the best shot? Who's going to have the best career if they stay exactly where they are? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Well, he's got the best structure in house. Um, I I would say Fields is the most talented, but he's going to the worst organization out of the three. I would take Justin Fields out of anybody. Out of anybody. Mm -hmm. I might even take him over uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, I really, I, I love Justin. He played him. Say it again. He, he, yeah, oh, he destroyed him. him in that game. Yeah, he, he, he really did. Um, but so, you know, anyways, going on to the the Aaron Rodgers trade because that was dropped just before the draft too. Aaron Rodgers is pissed, and he wants out of Green Bay, where to a point where he might even just retire. Um, I want to look up Bill Barnwell um, posted uh, ESPN's football, like main football writer um, 
brought up hypothetical trade scenarios. And, and this is something that he does often. And, and frankly, he's close. Like if Bill Barnwell is saying this, this is not just some, mm. you know, yeah. schlub on the, on the couch, like me coming up with my own trade scenarios. Like this is, this oh, has yeah. some value in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill Barnwell posted seven teams that could potentially make a move for Aaron Rodgers, Tennessee Titans being seventh, Raiders six. Let's go. Browns fifth. Giants fourth. Dolphins third. Washington second. Denver first. So let me just go over Barnwell's hypothetical trade. The Packers get 2022 first round pick, 2022 second round pick. 23 first-rounder, 23 second-rounder. So four draft picks, two ones, two twos. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Ioannidis for Aaron Rodgers. Where do I sign? This hypothetical trade has been talked about on on the fan for since this was published a week ago, right? I mean, right away. Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Right away. Send it. Immediately. Send it. I think, Bobby, I think it was Grant that posted a poll like, would you take this trade? And I think it was 25% of people said no. 33. A third said no? 33 said no. Because Grant reposted and said, I want, I strongly dislike 33% of you. How? I, 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 I'm making and, my e face. Like, how and they stood by it, like they, they just would But what's the argument up about it? What's the argument they, though? They, they don't want to give up picks. They don't want to mortgage the future, which I agree with. Not mortgaging the future, but then somebody, it's I think, Disco, he goes, he goes, what future? <laughs> you don't have a future without a quarterback. You don't have a future. Like, also, if we're hitting on third rounders, like we've been hitting on, who cares if you don't have first two picks for the next two years? Correct. You have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> If you Aaron Rodgers go to, and this is crazy to say, it's crazy to say people will say we're automatic Super Bowl contenders. Automatic. We You're giving automatic up four Super picks over two years to be automatic Super Bowl for I, the next at least two to three years. At least, and if you win one of those, that makes it. Oh, we just lost the end again. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> if you win one of those Super Bowls, that's. I can't even fathom. Like, how do you not? That, it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I can't. The only way I can put it more simply is that it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Thank Aaron you. That's all, like, that's all you need to say. End of discussion. Like, there, there's nothing else that need to, needs to be discussed. And like, and that's the, the trade. Th- I would think it'd be so much more because it's Aaron fucking Rodgers. As like, it should when, be. When, it, when it comes to hypothetical trades like this and, and, and stuff, to, you know, if you think you're close, all you need is player X. Put your chips in. Ask the 2019 Toronto Raptors if it was worth it. They it's had one always worth it. Worth it. Ask right. the 2015 Kansas City Royals. Was it worth it? Worth it. Probably going to ask the 2019 Nats. Was it worth it? Yes. It was worth it. I'd rather win a championship and then suck for the next 10 years, if that means, rather than lose in the first round of the playoffs every year. Than being on the cusp of getting yeah. the playoffs. You're- What's the point? You're, oh my God, you're getting Aaron Rodgers. 33% of people said no to that. How do you, how do you think that two first rounders and two second rounders is not worth Aaron Rodgers 
and basically, and by the way, the second that's round shortchanging him. That I was, I was going to say the same thing. I would think it'd be three. I thought it would be a lot more than that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and probably, to- like the re- the real thing is probably a lot more as yeah. it should be. San Francisco just gave up three first rounders for an unknown quarterback. When when I when I when Ian, you just said thirty three percent. This is what infuriates me about this fan base. I'm sorry, like, but look what Joe Gibbs did. We won a quarter. We won a Super Bowl with three quarterbacks. I'm sorry. Well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. I no, no, it doesn't work. No, it does. But a it's reason. a once. I mean, there's a reason that we don't. Joe, we're not. We're not in the '80s with Joe Gibbs anymore. There's okay. a reason Joe Gibbs is considered the best coach in football history because he did something that no one's ever done and no one will ever do again because it's so yeah, fucking hard to do. And that's why no one has done it since because you need that staple at quarterback. Not just a stabilized quarterback, a Pro Bowl caliber, MVP caliber quarterback. There's a reason why Russell Wilson's always in this conversation, why the Seahawks are always in contention despite having a flawed roster, why Pat Mahomes has been incredible the past two years. I mean, there's, there is correlation between having an amazing quarterback and being good every year. We haven't been to the playoffs in consecutive seasons in almost 30 freaking years. Like 33% of you Redskins fans, um, damn it, Washington fans, you're idiots. That 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 is my objective, professional, mature opinion. You're idiots. Idiots. You're dumb as fuck. How? How, <laughs> how do you say that two firsts and two seconds is too much to mortgage the future when you can get Aaron Rodgers. You're getting Aaron Rodgers. You're getting Aaron Rodgers. Look what he's done in his career. I know he's only made one and won one Super Bowl, but you're getting Aaron Rodgers. You're putting Mike McCarthy. Sorry. True. True. You're putting him behind the best defense he will ever have. Correct. By far. You're aside from Devontae Adams, you're putting him with the best receiving total receiving core he will ever have. Mm. It's different, but it's very talented. He had, he had some studs with Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, but he was also That's putting true. up MVP numbers with them. Which he he just he makes all wide receivers look great. I mean, no one on this team is Devonte Adams. He's going to be the best. He's going to be the highest paid non quarterback mm-hmm. when he reaches when he finally gets that his his payday, but. Uh, it's and you're putting him in an uncertain division. Who in this division is going to go compete for a Super Bowl this year? If I'm you, pretty sure on Wikipedia it says Aaron Rodgers owns the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you have no idea what the Cowboys are going to be. I will bathe in that. I will bathe, bathe in that. The Eagles and the Giants are going to be picking the top ten again next year. Go get him. Go get him. Well, I'll, that's a different conversation. The conversation right now is, would you do this trade? That's 100% yes. That's it, not even a question. Twice on Sunday. I, I mean. We talked about, we just talked about our defense. I would defense. do more than that. I would throw in the next year's pick. It's going to, Ian, like Ian said, it's going to take more than that. There's oh, yeah. no way that's, that's going to be it. But I mean, we just talked about the defense and how it to draft for, what, 20, 30 minutes. And Matt Ioannidis didn't even come up once. We talked about every other player on that defense except for Matt Ioannidis. And that's what's going to take. That's an Ooh, easy It's so. arguably maybe our best interior lineman, at least. Like, advanced metrics show that he he's the most productive when he's healthy. Um, 
sorry Fitzpatrick, you seem like a very cool dude and great Especially when it comes to getting to the quarterback. That dude has a nose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, right now it sounds like the Packers have to choose between their GM and Aaron Rodgers. What why is there what there's that's not a decision either. It's, it's always yeah, Aaron okay. Rodgers. Bye. Whoever you are. Yeah. Bye. Plus that GM hasn't drafted him a receiver ever in the first round. Not even just a receiver, an offensive weapon, ever, ever. So, why we have it? Why is and that they did GM? It again. Why is that G, still did it again? Why is that GM there to begin with? No, I idea. put fifty bucks on uh, Green Bay taking an offensive player to win twenty bucks, and I lost that fifty dollars. I <laughs> I was so mad. That's pathetic. They they can't. The only time they've done it is they and they traded up for Jordan Love. Yep. People saying that Aaron Rodgers should be mad. No, Aaron Rodgers should be very mad. Furious. That is an awkward quarterback room. And he he got mad. And all he all they did all he did was go out and win the MVP. And is that bad? As close with him making him Super Bowl. Is that bad? No. It's bad. Is that bad? What's that mean? Did I break it? Uh, that that's incredible. I mean, do you think it, it's it would be weird to imagine him in another uniform? But here we are watching Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. I mean, and and that's what happens though is that Tampa Bay fired their staff. They they um, didn't re-sign Jameis Winston. They had one. They hired a good coach that changed the culture and the um, level of expectations around this team. And then within twelve months, they have the greatest football player in history. Leading them to a Super Bowl. Ron I, mean, I don't good. want to compare our, our situation to um, what's going on in Tampa, but th- this is, I mean, how can the, you not, though? If, like, if, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I mean, this is not the same Redskins as old. Like, this is a legitimate team that I would be going to. I mean, on paper, like, there's, there's a lot of talent, young talent for that matter. So, and in division in which they should win easily. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's, that should easily be five. If Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback, that should be five or six wins right there. God, I can't wait. To you might slip up one time against them, but I mean, he dominated his division for how many time a year? And and they, I mean, you got Matthew Stafford twice a year. I know the Lions are the Lions, but then you had a couple of good years with the Bears. They still got, they still beat them. And then you got Kirk Cousins finally throwing up good numbers in Minnesota, and he still beat them. I mean, he could easily manhandle this division. You know, and it, I just can't wait to have this conversation in a year when we won five games. When we won what? Five games. Yeah, we won five games, and we see what actually costs for Aaron Rodgers, and we say, why the fuck did we not Incorrect. pay that? <laughs> Tom, you book it right now. If we don't win eight games, we got $500. Next I'll, we got- I'll put $500 in the pot. <laughs> we, got, we got a 17-game season this year. Write it down. <laughs> we have we, we, Fitz Magic will get us at least nine wins nine, without him getting injured. Nine and eight. It's more of the schedule that's concerning, but um, it is. But with Aaron Rodgers, it's not a concern. To, to get back to that, though, it's like we there's now a blueprint for you. You build the team, and then you can add the quarterback, like like they just did, and like the Bills did. Although they yep. drafted Josh Allen. Yep. But either way, you build the team now. 
and then you fu- and then you fucking fix it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we're close. Well, it's it's you build the team, and then you're one of two things. You're one of you're either a destination for a free agent quarterback, i.e., mm-hmm. a Tom Brady, mm-hmm. or you're in a position where you can trust to put in a young quarterback to grow behind this great team you've built, i.e., a Josh Allen, a Patrick yes. Mahomes. Right. That's exactly. That's the only, that's the path to success right now, and we are situated perfectly for either of those. I and think that's the smarter way to do it now, instead of getting the quarterback and then trying to build around. Yeah, build the team and then and then go for the quarterback. No fucking way. What? What? Oh, he's here. <laughs> Get the fuck it. Who is that? Who is that? Oh, hey. What if we weren't still recording? We would just be sitting in the waiting room forever. Well, I figured from the timeline of the text that you know you guys still hadn't gotten your shit together by like ten thirty. So no, that's not true. I like I guess I could dial in. We we just we're under we're just under two hours now. We're at one fifty two. Oh, nice. And now Porter's here. Yeah, now Gregory Porter's joining us now. Four more hours. Four <laughs> more hours. Two Porter. Um, how is everybody? Sorry to interrupt. So, where where do you guys think Aaron Rodgers is going to go? Are we like the most likely option, or is it? It sounds like Denver is a preferred choice. I think we're the best fit. We're the best fit, but I don't think we're the most likely. I, I well, he's, I a, he's a West. Coast I think it's either Denver or retirement or the Raiders. Or, or the, but even then, I think they, I think they like Derek. They do. I think it's got to be like I, I put us third. It's like maybe Denver retirement us. I I just don't allow myself to be like yeah. Well, oh, we're definitely getting Aaron Rodgers. Like there's just Aaron Rodgers in a Washington football team uniform just does not. Have, that's just not. I happening. put it. I put it below five percent, and that's me being generous. Okay. Okay. I think there's I think the I think it's like when we like thinking back to like Bryce Harper's impending free agency, if it is it the Packers or the field? I think the field is more likely, but I think the Packers have the best chance. Uh, I'm I'm saying, a, like but per individual in the, team. People in the know his former teammates and like coaches are like saying like he is out. Like he's done. Yeah. Which would be remarkable, um, and and frankly, I don't blame him. I I, I really don't. Um, Fuck you. Poor Jordan. Like, I I feel bad for Jordan Love, but it's like, how do you do that to Aaron fucking Rodgers? Right. You never draft <laughs> anything, and all of a sudden. Here we go. That's a you. You get bitch slapped right in the fucking face, and then he goes out and he wins the MVP. Oh god, good for him. Yep. I hope he does what he wants to do. Absolutely. Uh, last question, sports related. Um, until we get to twenty questions here, because um, we're still going to play that. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, John means no, no, no hitter. First time. Uh, I when was the last no hitter in Orioles? It was or was that early nineties? Well, the last one person no hitter was Jim Palmer in like 
the 60s. It was like 50 or 60 years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, but they had a collective no-hitter in the early 90s. I think it was 91. Uh, I um, But yeah, the last single person was Jim Palmer, which is pretty incredible. Is that bad? That's pretty good. Well, I mean, it's bad that it took so long, but it's pretty good but, that John Means threw one. But John Means pretty good. John Means is incredible. He's nasty. Did, did you see the pine tar, though? That, he was I didn't see the video. But I think did the fact cheat? that did you do we not actually earn it? Because if so, we need to live by what we preach. Either Just way, saying. no, no, Pintar, Pintar. I don't really care about Pintar. <laughs> most That's cheating light. It is though. I mean, most most pitchers use that. They do. He he, he definitely he was definitely using it. <laughs> there was a video I even saw where his middle finger stuck. I mean, if everyone's doing it, yeah, it is what it is. He, he's actually nasty though. He's going to be one of the best left-handed pitchers in all of baseball, really soon. I, I, I can't believe how good he is this fast. Yeah, I, I never would thought he would be this good. This fast. I never thought he'd be this good, honestly. Yeah, he's unreal. Well, he was a soft throwing lefty for early part of his career. That's why no one could hit him because his best. Pitch was his changeup. It was just, it was so slow. People weren't used to seeing that changeup. And now, now he's got great move. I mean, watching that no hitter, he was just, I don't know what, I mean, the Mariners aren't a great team, anyways, but I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> like, they were swinging at everything. And he was just like, all right, I'm going to put it outside and low on the zone and go, go try to get it. And they were just like swinging at everything. Fast, fastball up, change away. Fast up, fastball up, change away. But swing away, twist, walk away. Very cool for him. Very cool for the Orioles. For a team that isn't going to go anywhere this year, that's that's a that's a cool thing to to experience. Um, I mean, not going there. What? What? We're in last. We're going to the. We're going to the goddamn moon. That's where we're going. (laughs) Florida. What's up, brother? I can't see you. You're doing a face. You got to talk for my camera to move to you. Nope. I want you to. Oh, there it is. I want want a goddamn high five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. You guys see pain, my boogers? What eyelashes? Yeah. It's not not cocaine, I promise. Why are you painting your kitchen at 1130 on a Monday night? Well, technically, I started painting a kitchen at uh, six in the afternoon on a Friday, and it's just gone this long. Jesus. So, yeah, a couple of trials and tribulations. Uh, <laughs> DIY uh, is I. If you want to put your relationship to the test, DIY is the best fucking thing to do. Every every really every project we've done has only made us stronger, uh, and this is fantastic. So it's looking great. Sounds like, like yeah. Yeah, Danielle earns it. It's it's fucking it's tough. Like you learn how to communicate real fast. DIY in Tom's house stands for Daniela does it himself. Daniela is doing it. <laughs> no, it was it was great. We had a we had a first paint sprayer, and that got the primer on just fine. And I researched the shit out of it, and it was great. And then we were feeling high, and like this is this is like our last project before we 
um, we're applying for a home equity line of credit to redo the upstairs bathroom by professionals. So we're trying to take advantage of the housing market being up so that we can get a higher loan value, whatever. So we're redoing the kitchen with new floors and painted count or painted uh, cabinets to make everything match. And we were literally like at the finish line, both of it. And then the thing, like it wouldn't seal anymore and it completely broke $250 tool. Um, did everything that we could had to call their customer service line at 11 o'clock at night. And thank God they actually, like someone actually picked up and, you know, someone who knew what they were talking about and they're sending me a new one, but I couldn't wait. So I, I bought a, a completely different brand, which was like 10 times better. Um, so yeah, we put the last coat of paint on it's drying the whole downstairs basement looks like a Dexter's, uh, murder scene, um, with tarps everywhere, but yeah, well, good. Yeah, it sounds yeah. horrible. Sounds, yeah, sounds pretty miserable. Right. Who had a worse um, weekend, Porter, Porter or time? I have found hundred over a hundred bricks in my backyard since we got a new fence. And nice. I, I saw that. That's a nice fence, dude. Thank Charlie. you. Uh, oh yeah, no, that looks really good. I picked, I picked it out myself, obviously. Um, Tell Daniela she did a great job. Yeah, she did. Um, what I was going to say is, Porter, I need to make. I want to make a fire pit with my hundred over. 100 bricks so yes. do it man. Good. No, no, i need your help <laughs> what do you mean help what do you mean you need my help help you youtube dude you're an adult you can figure this out yeah but just like bricks that. you just you put bricks in a circle you just one two three four you just go around you'll be fine I, no it's I, like a circle it's like a circle all right Porter, Porter, we're going to play a game that I know you're not going to know this player, but the game is very simple in which I am picking a former Washington Redskin, and we have 20 questions to figure out who, it is, who he is. Okay. Yes or no questions. So use your strategy in helping Bobby and Ian figure out who this player is by asking practical, process-eliminating Yes or no questions. So I'm asking the questions and they're figuring out who it is. You, you, you three, the three of you are going to. All three of us are going to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a teamwork. You'll, you'll see, you'll see once it starts. Uh All right. So I've been looking forward to this because I, I got, got pretty bad with Marcus Washington on the seventh goddamn question. All I'm Uh, saying is Todd Yoder was better. Yo. Todd Yoder was, was, was <laughs> well played. All right. So with that in mind, three of you, it's up to you. Whoever's going first, 20 questions starts. Write me out. Is it off? Was he? Yeah. We're about to ask the exact same thing. Did I play football with him in uh, FedEx FedEx Field? God no. damn it! <laughs> that's one. Well, that's was three he, of them knocked out. Was he on the offense? He was on the offense. Yes. Bobby, does yes. any of us own his jersey? No. No, not yet. Not, not yet, Porter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was a good question, though. Uh, no, no, he, that, that can count. Um, yep. Does he... Goddamn right, I'm counting it after last week. 
last time. <laughs> Did he? Does he play a skill position? Yes. Interesting. He hesitated. I did. I'm going to say yes. He plays more than one position. Skill position meaning not the offensive line. Correct. Yes. I'm guessing a returner. Okay. We got four questions in. Was he a whitey? Was he a whitey? Mm -hmm. No. Racist. 100%, 100%, but it helps out. <laughs> Narrows down the field. <laughs> At least 2% of the people we can ask no longer. Did he wear a number above 50? No. Okay. Did he play in the last 10 years? No. Great question. That's the kind of stuff that they need. That was a great question. I know. I'm just super smart, you guys. We know. I do so much sports. All the sports. We matched last last time's total. We're at seven. So what we know at the moment, he is a non-white skill position player that has not played in the past 10 years and has a number below 50. Nobody has his jersey. Nobody has. And his nobody jersey. has his jersey. And nor did you play with him at your day of sunshine. <laughs> Ian's fantasy day. Let's call it that. Pretty much. <laughs> I hate you so much. You love me so much. God damn it, Dexter. Adaptive phone holder. All right, he's good. Onion holders, bottom holders. How was how was the beer? It was good. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, it's not the. Oh wait, I'm not on mute, am I? <laughs> no, no, not. not even close. Um, uh, is it on me or is it? Uh, I'll take it. Is it? Uh... All right. Was he a running back? No. Was he a tight end? No. Was he a fullback? Yes. Ten. You're halfway. Halfway. Oh, I thought he was actually This is a good one, Tom. This is a good one. Thank you. Thank you. A fullback. Did he play under Gibbs? No. Did he did he play in the two thousands? Yes. Well, that that I, I will say with that question because it's tough because you play. He he did play a game in the, in in the year in the two thousand. Yes, for the Washington football team. Yes. 
So it was in the 90s mainly. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure if I count that as a question, but yes. Did you count? Yep. I asked it. That's a question? No, 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 yours. Yours is a question. Were you talking about mine? Yes. Yeah. I don't think that should count as a question. Oh. Right. We're at 12. Uh, all right, hold on. I'm going back to numbers. Um, does his, no, I think it's, does his number start with three? Yes. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, my God. What's his name? I feel like I can picture who it is, but now I'm struggling with his name. Um, I mean, we have, we have pretty much all the information we would need, right? We just mm-hmm. need to think of the name. Mm-hmm. How many questions? 14? We're at 13. 13? Oh, fuck me. It would be so much better if she, he was not drunk. I don't think I would know this or grow this. It's going to be a name where you say it and I'm going to be like, oh my God. Yep. All right. Um, Do you have a, another question after this? Not you. I'm sorry, Tom. Do you have another person? Person. Oh yeah. Good. Well, hold on. I I need to go to bed. So <laughs> we're we're at two hours. We're wrapping this up after this. No, no, no. After after we shut this down, I can't. I can't lose. Um. How do I phrase this? Said yes or no? Did he? Um, Did he play? Oh shit! Did he play at least three seasons with the team? No. Okay, that helps. Good, good question. I was gonna oh, say. The one big one. Jesus Christ! I thought that was Megan. <laughs> you got terrified, didn't you? More uh, Porter, you're not muted again. I know. Okay. I was attempting to. Never mind. All right. I was gonna say one, but I was like, "That's that's not helpful." Does his first name start with D? No. Fifteen. I can't think of a fucking fullback. Because I had an idea, but if he he definitely played more than three seasons, so it's not him. All right, you got five more questions, guys. There's... Just say it. Say it. Run it. I, I no, no. I mean, no. It's not. I know for a fact it's not him now. So I'm not going to guess him. I'm going to give you guys a hint. How about that? Okay. Is that good? Do we agree to a hint? He only played one season with us. Oh, I already, I already assumed that. God damn it. He was coached during, he played here during the Norv Turner era. Oh, I definitely know who that is. I bet you do. I bet you do. Porter, you're fucking Joe Rogan. You're Joe Rogan. Like, look at you. What? You look like Joe Rogan. How do I? Now you don't. Yeah. I don't um 
How do I look like Joe Joe Rogan? Put the hat back on. Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I can Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill you in. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. This Joe case. Rogan, look at him. Look at him. It's Joe Rogan. <laughs> I I Joe Rogan wishes. As soon as I tell Ian, he's gonna be really upset. God damn it. Can it oh uh, I got this is last name. Hold on, I, I have it in my wait, head. Wait, don't don't say it. I, I was close. I have it. Paul my... Goldschmidt. No, but it's. Does it start with like? Does his last name start with? Not, it's not a G. It's like C. Yes. It does. Yes. I I'm picturing this person starts with a C. As in like. Couch. But it's not Tim Couch. No, it's good. You beat me to it. Um, oh my god, I can picture this dude. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pull this name. I know that, but I, I'm, I'm t- patting myself on the back for narrowing nope. it down this much. Nope, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I told you I'd tag you guys back. Yeah, you did. I wish Yoder was fucking televised. <laughs> um, in the 1999-2000 season, a season in which the Redskins won the division. With one of the best offenses in football. I just watched you know, this too. Do you know who led the team in catches? That would be number 37, Larry Centers. Larry Centers. <laughs> I just watched that playoff oh. game before this most recent playoff game. And they said Larry Centers the best, a thousand times. The best pass catching fullback probably in NFL history played one NFL history. With 69 catches. Nice. 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 And then yeah. Marty Schottenheimer cut him. What a dick. And yeah. then Marty got fired. And then Marty got fired. Yeah, I would not have gotten that. God damn it. Good Larry one. Larry Centers. I pride myself on getting C. That's the only... When you did that part, I thought you had it. Well, the only reason is because before we played the Bucks, I was watching our last home playoff win, which was that '99 season. He scored in it. Yeah, and I because that that entire game is on YouTube, and I watched the entire game. He did score in it, and they said Larry Sanders a thousand times, and I was like, "This is ringing a bell." Who the fuck was that guy? Uh, oh, he had God. a he had a long career. Larry Sanders played for fourteen seasons, Jesus. mostly with the Cardinals. Different time. Yeah, needed a fullback. All right. Well, I'm in. That was fun, guys. Huh? That was fun. So you need that a fullback. Fun. I got this. I was a walk on in Maryland. Yeah, and you played with the Redskins, so yeah, at FedEx Field. Everybody knows about my his extremely successful collegiate career. Correct. Um. <laughs> all right. God damn. Well, that was a good one. That's a. Well over two hours, so we had fun. Porter, thanks for joining us for the last portion. Sorry. It's okay. Love being there. Hey, a little bit is better than none bit. Mm. And you can take that to the bank. Mr. Faye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Put Me In Coach podcast. Uh, Another good long one. Hopefully you guys have some time to listen into it um, since we – we're off last week. You can follow us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. Also, give us a follow on all the social medias 
at PMIC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Tom underscore Natalia for Tommaso. At Ian underscore Foster 21 for Iggy. At New Kitchen for Porter. And I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco for myself. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the games. Go Caps. Looks like the Caps will be getting their playoff series on Saturday against the Bruins, Saturday night. So that's time to tune in. Um, Nats are hosting the Phillies this week. The Orioles just finished up a weekend series. They'll be going up to New York to take on the Mets. And the Wizards have the Cavs uh, on Friday uh, after playing the Hawks again on Wednesday. Congrats to Russell Westbrook for breaking the record. That was very cool of him. Uh, It's a record that no one thought would be broken, and he was able to do it. Pretty cool he did it in a Wizards uniform as well. So big shout-out to him. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. We really appreciate you listening and spreading the word. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Matt. Bye-bye. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast. Screw you guys, I'm going home.